Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. So this week, guys, we got to talk about the debt ceiling. It is here, and we need to talk about the government agencies and department impacts on housing. Uh, so if the government has a temporary shutdown, what impacts can we expect in the mortgage industry? Everything's going to crash and burn. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again yeah, next week. See you. <laughs> okay. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's dig into some of the details. So what, what are some of the things that immediately we think and we know about that are going to have impacts? Me, 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 me. Well, I already started seeing it. Interest rates are rising. They're going up, Andy, and they're going up like full force. It's like we've just added fuel to this flame and it's just like it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I noticed the other day the ten year yield was starting to charge a little bit. I think in anticipation of there being uncertainty, um, but you know, hopefully this gets all worked out extremely quickly. But uh, if for some reason it does not, the ten year yield will continue to charge because again, uncertainty is going to put money into safe yeah. havens, which bonds are considered. So yeah, that so is part of that's that. one of the biggest things that we're seeing, especially us being in this industry right now and discussing this. This is yeah. just. It's just getting out of control. Yeah, and then even on the global spectrum, I mean, I feel that since United States holds such a huge play in everybody's economy, us defaulting is going to also, you know, by default, mess up everybody else's economy and the trajectory of where everybody else is heading. So that's going to be a huge disruptor in the global market. So that's something that, you know, might happen, might not happen, but we'll see here soon enough. Yeah, there's definitely a cascading kind of issue. Like it's like dominoes that are set up, you know, you you play dominoes, or, or not the game, but you're stacking them to knock them over. <laughs> it, it is kind of that situation, yeah. and but I think lo- locally, I think for us, locally meaning within the United States, yeah. there are some material impacts that are going to have in housing and real estate, um, possibly day one, possibly week one, month one, and I think some of that is just going to come down to the negotiations yeah. and what is allowed to stay open. I'm going to use, for example, VA, which is critically important for us. Mm. From the perspective of uh, active duty military and our veterans who are getting some sort of compensation, whether it's disability pay or if even it's their BAH or BAS, like that, that is something that is of critical impact to the mortgage real estate when it comes to doing VA loans. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us don't understand what that debt ceiling is, right? Andy, can you simplify it to like somebody like me? I'm at third grade. Like, how do I understand this? What is a debt ceiling right here, right now? So think of the debt ceiling like your personal checking account. So let's Mm. say uh, every single year you make uh, $100,000, but every year you spend $134,000. You're overspending. And that is actually the exact ratio we're at right now. We actually spend 134% of the amount of money the United States makes every year. You mean to tell me I have to have a lot of overdraft protection here then? Yeah, that... (laughs) Exactly. So we have an inverted uh, income to expense ratio as a country. But wait, 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 wait. So what you're telling me, you make 100000 it's 134000 That would be 134% more that we're spending. That's correct. And, okay? and, and then, then you're telling us that the government wanted to put a LPA saying, hey, you can only go above... above under 40%. 40, right? So well, wait, what? <laughs> how, how far is that? Yo, no, I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to I get mean, their DTI. Andy, am I understanding that? Because again, uh, it's a third grade, right? So I have to get this. No, we got some hardcore clowning on the show today. That's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. But but yeah, I mean, essentially what's happening is in general, we're spending more than we make. Yeah. And, and because of that, we really have two choices. We either have to make a bunch of money more in a short period of time to close that gap uh, at the same time while paying down debts we owe, or Incredible. this is what they're talking about. They have to increase the debt ceiling, meaning we have to allow ourselves to now spend more 
more than the 31 trillion that we owe. Whoa. And we have to market to 36 trillion or 38 tr- or whatever that number. It doesn't matter what the number is. It just has to be more. So some variation of that will have to be considered as these proposals are getting batted back and forth by everybody. And, and in, the, in the middle of all that chaos are these government agencies and these even some of the regulatory agencies, which are directly funded by this income the, the United States makes. Wow. So yeah. if the United States is making $26 trillion every year, but we, we owe $31 trillion, that money is going towards things like the IRS, towards the VA department, towards HUD, towards Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, USDA. All of these things are housing related and they will come under direct pressure. Jesus. What's after a trillion dollars, guys? A Google? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You we know, when I was upwards. one zillion, right? Yeah. When we're growing one zillion dollars, when we're growing up, I mean, it was hard to spend a million, a yeah. hundred million. Now we're talking about trillions. trillions. You know, how many, and I used to remember they used to put like a dollar, how many times it goes around the world if you had a hundred million or what have you. Imagine now, one trillion. Now, now, now that your dollar goes down the street, that's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is, this is great. And just, thank you for just simplifying that and breaking it down. I, I get it now. I get that. Yeah. So we, we, there's, there's like the problem, but then there's the, like the impact of the problem. Yeah. So we're not going to sit around this table and fix the problem, yeah, yeah. but we might be a like byproduct, not not a byproduct. We'll, we might be affected and impacted by that problem because of our clients we serve, awesome. the realtors. Like I was thinking today, just about okay, what about someone who has their house for sale? The buyer is a VA buyer. Okay, now the VA buyer is requiring is is, is relying on VA services and the VA office to be open to do mm-hmm. certain things we need done in the process of a VA. That seller needs that deal to close so they can go buy their next house. So where mm-hmm. we have concurrent closings, there's potentially this two, three, four-fold issue where the first domino in that stack of dominoes could prevent all these other escrows, which means extending escrows, extending timeframes, and you don't know what the next deal looks like, but you're at the forefront of it. That's a very good point that you bring up. So you're meaning to say that essentially if you're in transaction and by some reason the government does default and now the VA is not open, you're saying that certain documents accessible to us now probably is going to take a lot more longer to Okay. It's possible because there's some things that we get through the VA portal yeah. and there's some things that we require a person First, on the other yeah. end to produce for us. That's the same thing with the IRS. Sometimes you can get tax transcripts by yeah. requesting them online. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it requires more detail and there's a person behind that. So there's like this separation between what is semi-automated or accessible online versus what it requires mm. a person to do for us or with us. <laughs> but all these agencies I rattle off a minute ago are funded by government money. Yeah. So yeah. when you're talking about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, well, those are government-sponsored enterprises. What will be the impact of that? It may be none. It could be some. It could be all. It could be maybe down the line. A lot of that just has to do with what it looks like at the 11th yeah. hour, which we're at. Yeah. And, and Will, you brought up a good point earlier before we start hopped in the show. You mentioned that one of your you know close friends or you know clients works for a government entity, yeah. and sometimes you know the pay gets you know. Yeah, no, no. So we, uh, you know, it's true, true story. I was at the gym with them talking and uh, yeah, I go to the gym, but uh, (laughs) you know, so we're at the gym talking and I ask him like, Hey, you're at, you know, with this whole debt ceilings going on, like, are you even remotely concerned about it? And he goes, well, I'm concerned that I might not get paid. And I go, well, it's like, you work for the government. You always get paid. Yeah. Like, come on. And he goes, as a matter of fact, there's been a couple of occasions that I didn't get paid. And you're, and I'm like, when, like, when you look too young, you couldn't have been working the force in 2008. And he goes, no, this has been a recent thing. We haven't got paid. So what I ended up doing was opening a bank account with Cabrillo National Bank. And I guess they float the pay. 
Wow. So he <laughs> can go ahead and make sure that if the government doesn't pay his, you know, his paycheck, well, he could still pay his house payment or his car payment, whatever, child care, whatever that may be, which is crazy. I was like, wait, 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 wait. This is, this, I, I, like, I've never heard of it. It, it just made me think as you're telling that story, like, what do we get? What, what would happen in, un, like, play, play this out? What would happen in underwriting? Like, if there's a gap of pay, now we're going to have a gap of pay. We got a backfill, write an explanation for if the person is at a job that is government backed yeah. and there is a gap of pay for that, you know, week, two weeks, or month, or however long it takes, that that's going to be more paperwork. That's an interesting, uh, well, yeah, like, hopefully we could get that pay yeah. stuff and somebody's working that could produce it. One, right? Cabrillo can send it out. <laughs> Second of all, is, I mean, go look for a bank that's going to float that money right what about um you know and a question arises what about military pay like their leses is that connected to government well again that comes down to whether or not that is part of the package that either gets approved partially approved or kick the can down the road and do later like it's almost like you have to prioritize okay which of my hundred kids am i going to feed this day this month (laughs) or this week right so if all of them need to get fed at some point every department needs to be fed money to continue being afloat which one am i going to feed today which one can i afford to feed tomorrow Mm -hmm. which one do i need to feed and retroactively catch up on their weight because now they're emaciated because they didn't feed them for a week (laughs) you better behave oh dang it (laughs) no and you know it's you know one of the things that i know is like between all this commotion all the investors are basically like running crazy like they don't know what's going to happen all this volatility is going you know all over the place so it's like you know we see the rates they're up they're down they're up they're down but we still don't know what's going to happen until you yeah. know when, well, when are we Last supposed minute. to run out of mo- well, money next supposedly next month as before? early as yeah. june 1st according to which Janet. is which is tomorrow so you know we <laughs> that that's know. that's the issue it's is it's oh, the 11th God. hour not everything is figured out even though they're going to say a lot of things are figured out a lot of this is going to be wait and see, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 That's just crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, back in, I mean, you were probably just born, right? 2008. But we were hearing these things happen, Brian. These About things were years, actually, we were hearing like uh, some of our military clients, when they were purchasing after going the mortgage meltdown, they were worried that we're, here goes our national, you know, uh, U.S. debt ceiling once again yeah. situation. They were worried that, I don't know if I want to buy right now because I don't know if I'm going to get paid next month. Yeah. And it just got me, gave me flashback to that again, hearing all this stuff, you know, and it's how uncertain it is now. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to think about it, like even at the most granular of levels, like there's people that uh, maybe they're getting, um, they're getting government aid for groceries or section eight housing mm-hmm. and paying rent. Like all of that stuff ends up having a, a ripple effect through the economy. That because makes a lot of sense. you think about it in, in a neighborhood where people are getting section eight and they're uh, subsidizing their rent with that. Well, that has an owner attached. It, it may not be this big ownership group. It could be a mom and pop owner that owns two or three or four properties and they're accepting section eight. And then, but that means that their mortgage now is maybe paid or not paid because of receiving or not receiving section eight. And then that's that bank involved and that person involved and their credit, they have a loan and it's, it it has like material impacts beyond the first and second order. Now that we're talking about impacts, what if the U S ceiling was to go in default? What impacts can we actually have in our market? Uh, there's a there's a there's a time answer to that because like immediately it means certain things and then long term it means other things yeah. because I think how quickly that comes to resolution has a lot to do with how bad it is on the international stage. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 reality of the short term is some things will be sacrificed in yeah. the uh, in the. Uh, spirit of trying to come to a resolution as quickly as possible. Uh, But there's another problem when you look at generationally speaking, 
if you continue to kick that can down the road and you just keep going 35 trillion, 38 trillion, 40 trillion, if you're still playing catch up on the income side, it doesn't matter what the debt ceiling yeah. becomes. And then that can cause a lot of conflict yeah. with the people we owe money to, have agreements with. And it also will, I think, my opinion is that that would rattle the cages of people's confidence in the dollar. Yeah, I, I honestly dollar, think that stock is, market, bond market. There's everything. a recession, interest rates increasing. I, I think know? it would be a, a big problem. One of the things in the way that I look at it is, you know, obviously, you know, our age demographics are you know different. So one of the things that I look at it is like, well, in 20 years, how many of these people that are you know holding high positions in our government are actually going to be relevant? And it sucks to say because at the end of the day. They they're gonna go. They're gonna do whatever they have to do. You know, they're not. They don't have 30, 40 years left in them. I can assure you that. So guess who's by default gonna have to carry the bill? Yeah, it's the next the younger generation. So it's our kids, grandkids, uh, us, the kid, my kids, my kids' kids, like all that stuff. Unfortunately, they're gonna be the ones that. That's what happens because you just want to have new kids now, Aunt Brian. But at one point, hey, I'm just doing my humanitarian, like, you know. uh, (laughs) At one point, we were those kids, though. Like, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we were those kids that were going to come up and take care. And so this conversation is not new. It's just current again. I just think it wasn't as difficult for me as it will be for his kids. I mean, it's true. The numbers are different. The numbers are drastically different. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But it's all within context, and it's a matter of perspective and all that. I mean, yeah. I mean, such different times. I mean, we have way more resources that were available when you guys were growing up. So by default, I mean, if you leverage them right, there is opportunities, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think there's some practical things that we need to just, like, prepare people for and discuss. um, You know, what are some of those things, like, on the top of your mind that maybe would help people know what to do next yeah the next thing to to really prepare is have an emergency fund yeah Mm -hmm. you know always you know stash away anytime they tell us hey if you're self-employed or whatever put extra money whatever you're gonna you know tie to your church or what have you put x amount in then x amount for this that nowadays is just establish an emergency fund for that the other thing would be pay down your debt Mm -hmm. you know um true story again my son he has extra money in his bank account and then i'm like yo how much debt do you have well i have like fourteen thousand in debt but i have thirty thousand in my bank account and i'm like pay down for debt your debt your interest rates are much higher like 14 16 percent yeah how much are you earning in the bank? I mean, I'm starting to see banks giving you a little more in interest, yeah. <laughs> 3%, 4%, right? But still, it doesn't outweigh that benefit. Best thing to do is pay off that debt. You don't have that debt. One thing that'll happen is, one, you don't have that monthly payment. Yeah. Two, your credit scores, you're just making an increase in them. And fourth, I mean, third, you'll be able to save that money back. So whatever you paid, instead of making that monthly payment back to that credit card, pretend that, and then just go ahead and replenish those funds back into your bank account. It's simple. You know what I mean? But the key is pay off your debt. Emergency fund. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and just prepare yourself for that. Yeah. yeah. Another good advice that I'd give is, uh, you know, really sit down with your partner and really map out what the next, you know, year looks like for you and your family, your spending, you know, your budgeting. And it goes towards what you said, because at the end of the day, I mean, your partner is your other half. So if you don't <laughs> have that communication, you know, something could be happening over here and then you have a leak in the boat over here. So it's ultimately important for you and your partner right now to be, you know, in 
incongruency and be able to be together exactly. and think the same thing. And even me as a younger as a younger uh, uh, person, like that's the conversations I'm having right now with Michelle. You know, hey, this is where we're at. This is what's happening. This is what we can expect to happen in the Correct. next couple of months. Hey, this is how we got to pivot or you know situ- put our situation in a better place or put put us in the position to have. Yeah. And know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Know. Hey, I feel like uh, the dead ceiling is keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yeah, we can't. So just don't do it. It, yeah. it. At the end of the day, it doesn't work out, right? Also, which brings me to, you know, this is a new thing, your generation. We got Bitcoin. We have yeah. Ethereum. Be careful with all those things. Yeah. Make smart investments, you know, and pay attention to what you're investing in, whether it's Bitcoin, mm. whether it's properties, whatever it is. Just make sure that the numbers are going to make sense. You, you bring such a good point. It's taking calculated risks. I. I Absolutely. think two years ago, you could take wild risks. You know, money was cheap. If you lost it, okay, it's okay. But nowadays, it's like, yo, I mean, we're running out of money. United States is hurting. So it's like calculated risks right now in the opportunities that do present yeah. themselves is going to give you a better return Absolutely. or yield on whatever you're trying to accomplish. You know, the best analogy I can use, sorry, the best analogy I can use is before we throw the boat on the lake, right? And we're cruising by, all the fish are just jumping in our boat. And we're like, well, wait a minute. We haven't even stopped. Now... It's the complete reverse. Where's now we at? have to take out the boat, make sure we fuel it, make sure we stop. Yeah. And then when we throw, when we cast our line, what kind of bait are we getting? What kind of bait are we putting on there? Now you have to be very specific yep. on what we're getting, you know? 100%. And we throw one rod, it's like that's not going to increase our chances anymore. We have to kind of throw, you know, cast 40, 50 rods out there. And then go search in areas where the fish are now hanging out. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's the best analogy, yeah. analogy I can actually use right now. Yeah. And I think we're all finding, finding a, we have to find a way how to be creative. And it goes to my next point. Right now is the perfect opportunity to start seeing what it is that you're good at outside of your your primary skill that brings in the income because yes. i'm sure you if you have a job you also have different skills and Correct. if you could build on those skills and systemize them then you ultimately are going to be building something that's going to bring you more income aside of what your income is right now and it's okay because now at the end of the day once things switch up and it goes right back up because it's a cycle everything it's happens cycle. it goes up it goes down now you got two incomes possibly three if you leverage your skills correctly and in a world where you have tons of Yes. opportunities to learn it's like you're almost handicapping yourself if you don't take a step to better your situation like you, you by default so there it is that's yeah. how we prepare that's how we do these things you know and um you if you're a homeowner leverage your home yeah you got a two-car garage that you don't use convert that into an adu an additional dwelling unit that'll bring extra income for you yeah you know and these are little things that we're doing we're helping our clients i'm doing myself i got a project and yep. so these are things that I'm doing to make sure that I'm preparing and that I come out of this because it is cycles that we go through, you know? And another one is, you know, with the equity in the in the houses, there's still plenty of equity, right? So right now, if money's running out, I mean, you could definitely tap into your equity. Now, the rate is going to be higher, but that's okay because you can offset it if you have the money in the bank and pull from there. Meanwhile, you know, things are getting back to order. But at the same time, you could wipe off all your debt, be debt clear, and then that's going to be money that you save opposed to basically you paying it every month. Maybe you want to add an extra ADU. That works out perfectly. And people have more than 40% still in their their houses of equity. So it's like, 
yo, if you want, if you want an out, you have an yeah. out. If you have a house, like there's yes. options in in this market right now. If you're a homeowner, so it's like yeah. leveraging in the right way. And there's plenty of ways, and it's also tax free if you pull out the equity. Well, I think I'm done already. I'm excited. I need to go out there and yeah, find another fun. opportunity right now. <laughs> Thanks, Brian, for all that yeah. feedback. You know, it's like <laughs> staying informed is key. I was gonna say like there's there's so many good parallels for this conversation to things we talked about yeah. a long time for for over a year and a half now of being being prepared predicting what's going on and then persevering like maintaining your flexibility using Mm -hmm. using what's at your at your disposal and within arm's reach to better your situation save for a rainy day pay off the debt have a family budget have the conversation leverage your assets all that because in the end like government spending will not go away the real issue is going to be well just what does it look like after this set of decisions and who's going to pay the consequences of those decisions so uh, a lot of really good like feedback and a lot of good advice and a lot of good input today. Uh, we're going to probably have to talk about this some more moving forward because I don't see this uh, completely just resolving smoothly. Even after a conclusion of the debt ceiling conversation, there's going to be uh, what this looks like now across the agencies we still even work with when it comes to making loans. That's right. Loans. So, it's like one thing after another after yeah. another. And if you're still standing like props to you keep going we're gonna make it out yeah. of this it'll, <laughs> you know it'll be all right that's yeah, just be the way yeah. life is yeah. i don't care what you do it's that's what i yep. hey you're having another kid yeah look i'm not stopping me there you go <laughs> on the contrary that motivates me even more to go out there and get shit done yeah yeah and what yeah. i'm saying that's what it, you just get these changes you know yeah. what i mean the yeah, next yeah. thing you know kids are graduating yeah. from preschool and <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. The thing is having half of birthdays nowadays. Oh, no. Got to no. celebrate You guys are welcome. Birthdays, you know you guys mean? are welcome or not welcome, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> no. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate your feedback. Thanks for joining me again on this yes. uh, somewhat, uh, what's say, controversial topic. But it's gr- <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. All right. Good chat today, guys. Thank you all for watching and listening. Yes. Uh, be sure to join us for the next installment of the Mortgage Heroes Weekly Podcast. We appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys.